Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey ho! Hey <laughs> Oh, that's a big one. Welcome back. Welcome back to Babysitting Trevor. Episode me, two. Carl Donnelly. And me, Chris Martin. And soon to be Trevor Crook. Soon to be Trevor Crook. Um, yeah, I'm excited about his, his return. To yes, the, uh, we to had the... fun catching up. Yeah, we went up off the seat with Trev. And I think he quite liked it. He did like it, actually. I mean, he liked he liked the walk. Um, he did so many wheeze in um, bushes. He did, yeah, he did. Yeah, one, one, one before we went up and one when we came down. We were only up there for, it was like maybe a... Half an hour, 40 minutes max. I think he really just likes pissing in bushes. And uh, there is a walk. <laughs> if we can put more bushes that he can urinate in in the other tasks, yeah, yeah. he might do more stuff. Yeah. So that was fun. And um, we also got him, well, supposedly he's done some lucid dreaming. Well, he's been, he's, I've, his dreams are pretty lucid already, to be honest. He remembers them amazingly. So he's, he's got good recall. I think he doesn't, see, he doesn't seem out of the question that he could do lucid dreaming. It's something that... I think he's probably quite prone to naturally. Okay. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. And let's see what he thought of Arthur's seat. Maybe he's been dreaming about pissing in bushes. <laughs> so, Trev, hello. G'day. How are you? I'm very Australian today. G'day. G'day. I don't normally say g'day, but um, I caught unaware of Blurt it out. And do you not say it as as on principle? You don't you don't like to no, be a stereotype. It's, it's, it's too uh, inbred Australian, isn't it? It's like it is not, bit, not yeah. the sophisticated Australian that yeah. I want to. It's, it's not as high up the list as like flaming galah. Yeah, that's right. It's yeah. not far off. Yeah, what's that's his, right. What's the flaming galah? It's what Alf from Home and Away always used to say. Yeah, yeah. You're flaming galah, and, and it became this sort of weird cultural <laughs> yeah. thing where yeah, yeah, everyone yeah. would just say it about Australians. I yeah, thought, Dinky Die is another one. Yeah, uh, fair, fair Dinkum. Yeah, fair dinkum. Yeah, daggy, yeah. do you ever hear that before? That was in Neighbours a lot. Oh, you're so yeah. daggy. Yeah. Oh, you're daggy. He's yeah, a yeah. dag. You're such a yeah. dag. Uh, <laughs> what, uh, whoop, whoop, have you heard that one? Whoop, whoop. Yeah. Means in the middle of nowhere. Because, I mean, Julie was talking to me one day. She said, Simon Clayton's in the countryside somewhere. He's moved. Uh, yeah. I said, oh, he's in the middle of whoop, whoop. She, she found that was quite amusing. <laughs> yeah, that sounds fun. Yes, yeah, it's, it's an Aboriginal word. We've sort of just been... Up to whoop whoop. We've been in whoop whoop. Yeah, we've <laughs> been up in a bit of whoop whoop. Yeah, um. yeah. <laughs> Arthur's seat. Well, I'll need somewhere to sit after that climb. Um, we just got back from Arthur's seat. Yeah. 
yeah. a, I believe it's an extinct volcano. Yeah, it looks pretty. Oh, okay. It doesn't that's look that volcano anymore. Well, I'm glad it's extinct. Yeah, when does right, it yeah. go from dormant to extinct? Because dormant means there's like not being. I mean, I feel like a dormant one's still not well, that big a risk, really. Well, it's a bit like me. I'm dormant most of the time, but. <laughs> Yeah. One day I'll be extinct. Yeah. <laughs> did you enjoy our little group walk? I did, Ash. I thought I was going to run up, and then I thought, well, I won't run up. It looks... Uh, I didn't run up a mountain for probably two years. I used to run up mountains in Canberra, yeah. actually, fairly regularly, like a couple of times a week. And Did uh, you run down as well? No, you walk down, because that's the pleasure part. You know, you run up, which is the fucking hard yakka, and then yeah. you look at the scenery, then you come down. Hard oh, yakka. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> this is hard yakka. Sort of Australian phrases. Yeah. <laughs> yakka is a... a, a they were overalls, or yakka is a, 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 a... I suppose these work boots, work pants and overalls, So, and they're really tough. So you run say. up in overalls? No, I used to... Just a, a regular tracksuit, but the um, harder jack, a really hard jacker means it's, you know, fucking it's good work strength. Bit scary that we accidentally scared you because I forgot about your yeah, one when, side of it, very windy. Yeah, I couldn't, yeah, I didn't like that. It took my breath away and started to hyperventilate. Is that a real, because is it an official phobia? Yeah, yeah. Wind, yeah wind, uh, do you think you're going to get blown off it? Yeah, it's not, po- I mean, I weigh 12 stone, I won't get blown anywhere, but the, uh, if the thought is that you're going to, get blown away it's just a, a very irrational thought yeah so in a strong wind I, I just as i say i don't go out on windy days i just stay in i don't like the rustling of the trees <laughs> fucking freaks me out it's very loud and threatening when the when the wind so, so you know oh, when right, someone goes in the middle of night is there like a murder and they go it's just the wind you're like i wish it was a murder yeah, yeah that's right yeah yeah the no, wind is scary it does freak me out it's very childlike i mean it's something you're scared of when you're about five yeah, and I haven't really. Have you mentioned you, on this? You, you, you told us a story about being blown away once. Yeah, that's kid. right. I think that's obviously. I mean, if we, if a, a therapist would say, yeah, they yeah. can absolutely trace where this fear comes. Yeah, that's from. right. Yeah, yeah. But normally, right. a therapist traces it, and then you go, "Oh, I didn't really," and then you go, "I'm fine." But you know exactly where your fear comes from. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you still and it just valid, if anything, it validates. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> right, yeah. It did actually attack. I me did actually get blown away, fucking, because yeah. I weighed like half. What, a stone. Any other childhood traumas that have you reckon have led to where you're at? Are you scared of? Birds. Yeah, I'm not scared of birds. I'm scared of the uh, the flapping of their wings. Right. <laughs> uh, right. It sounds like wind. You sound a bit like wind, yeah. Because what happened? I I uh, when I was about four years old. This is the same time I got blown away. About the same age. Yeah. So I had a really bad fucking year. <laughs> <that> year. <laughs> when people yeah. go back, oh, when I was thirty yeah, yeah. and I went through the divorce, it was a tough year. Like, when I was four, I got yeah. blown away in a bird's Yeah. <laughs> what happened? I, uh, they had this fucking idea years ago. They would release the, a budgie from its cage, let it fly around the house. You yeah, know, to so exercise. Whose budget? Your budget? You had a family. No, budget. the the, uh, the other family. Uh, I went to visit a friend. His family had oh, let yeah. this fucking, this accursed fucking budgie, uh, fly around the house. And I um, I came into the house and it was on the the curtain rod. This fucking budgie was, and it flew down and landed on my head. Yeah. So straight away I go hysterical, but it stayed on my head. I don't yeah. really got tangled up in my hair, but it was fucking definitely uh, it was stuck. Was sort of standing on your head? Yeah, it was like right at the back here, right oh, there, yeah. flapping, and just folding on, and flapping. It. Yeah, oh, ha- hanging on, trying to fly off. Yeah, yeah, trying to fly off. <laughs> yeah. Going like fucking, like like, and I, scr- I got went hysterical. Yeah, yeah, of course. And I just sort of flew out the fucking door, but the budgie's still on my head. Oh, no. <laughs> and then the the budgie for, just fucked off into the uh, never never. And then the budgie never. never, never you see, you again. lost your mate. Budgie. Yeah, but I lost a mate's budgie. Essentially and, used you to escape. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, using yeah. my head as a diversion tactic. Yeah, yeah. My fucking head. It's like a prisoner just yeah. takes a guard hostage. <laughs> <laughs> 
open the doors. Open the doors. I'm running off. Shrev, let me out. No, it's probably very well planned. He's probably been fucking thinking about this escape plan for a number of days. It was a terrible year. Yeah, that's right. Thinks back on that year was a great year. That's year gained its freedom. I mean, amazing. Then my head was fucking there. If you've been caught in the wind at the same time with a budgie on your head, they'd be like, "That's the strongest budgie ever." Carrying a five-year-old just down a. So, but I just remember the anyway. The the budgie would have died because other birds kill it because it's a budgie. They're very colourful and flamboyant. So other other birds don't like that. Yeah. So is that what you comfort yourself with? At least at least that guy's dead now. Well, yeah. No, I didn't hold a grudge against a budgie, but I just remember the wings flapping like fuck in my ears. Yeah. And I. So when I went to Australia, I was actually walking down Churchill Road, which is a in Adelaide, and uh, I didn't know anything about Australian magpies, and they're very fucking aggressive. Right. And uh, during certain breeding season, I think it's August, July, August, September, they swoop you. Yeah. And, uh, and they're not, they fucking, they're quite aggressive. What they're, are they swooping for? What are they, they're they to protect their young. Protect oh, well, young, they just yeah. kind of like do like a warning shot. Yeah, but it's not a warning shot. They actually make contact. Well, what they, what I mean? well, they fly into your face. Oh, they, yeah, well, they actually, they, if you look at them, they don't fly at you. Somehow your face fucking scares them. Yeah, they don't. They only fly right. when you turn looking. away. Then they swoop. If you're looking at them, they don't swoop you. So what people used to do was get like a, a helmet and put a face on the back, <laughs> and then so so the so the budgie always thought. I mean, the fucking magpie always thought you were looking at it. So yeah. some people did that as a strategy. Wow. But well, I didn't know. If you that. have two of you walk in, one of you walks forwards, one of you. Walks yeah, backwards. yeah, that's right. Like yeah. at the end Couple of like an action film right. where yeah. you're surrounded yeah. on all sides. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I didn't. I, I had no idea of that strategy, so I'm just walking. I didn't know anything about the magpie season, oh, nothing. So no. I'm walking a, a broad stretch of road, a mile, open, open territory. Oh, and next minute, here, just see the flapping. Oh, I'm fucking, I'm like, fucking freaking I'm out. And what the magpies do, they swoop and they fly on to the next fucking post. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? They're preparing for the next attack. Just waiting. So just waiting. But it was about four of them. There's four of these fucking magpies, and I was like hysterical. Yeah. I was zigzagging up the fucking road. And, and they were like dive bombing, like stukas, fucking yeah. dive bombing me and shit. Like, I'd know where to go. Uh, there was one car. I tried to squeeze under the fucking car. <laughs> oh my god! See, I tried to squeeze under the car. Like a sniper was out there. Yeah, yeah. Like um, horrible. And then I had to go a whole mile, and they continually sweeping me, and oh. they kept on moving on to the next fucking stoby pole. It actually, nearly cost me a job because there was a magpie in Canberra. I used to go to work a certain way, and this magpie started to swoop me very close to the house, yeah. so I couldn't leave the house. So come come work time, I had to leave in the morning, and I, I, I wouldn't what was go the job out. You were doing at the time? I was a storeman okay. in, for the government stores. So I'd go out there, the bird had swooped me, I'd come back home, I wouldn't go to fucking work at all. <laughs> and did that this excuse work when you called up set? No, that they, I, didn't, uh, I didn't have a telephone, they couldn't call me or anything. <laughs> just so, in uh, your house. I, yeah, yeah, I was just in my house, trapped in my fucking house. It was like a, <laughs> like a siege. Oh, it was no. like a siege from the magpie. Yeah. Like, like and, panic room, the movie. And I, yeah. and I thought, uh, and it went on for like five days, I just didn't go to work, no one heard from me. You know, like I'd never left the fucking house. Oh no, did they believe you when you finally got well, there? Well, what happened was I, I, I jumped over the back fence, I went uh, a different <laughs> way to work. Fucking <laughs> the bird was, a bully, isn't it? I know, yeah, I know, the bird totally controlled my fucking life, you know, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> and so I went on a, a different route to work and then I got there, the boss, he said, where have you fucking been for five days? I was fucking, I was attacked by a magpie. He just said, you're fucking joking. Yeah. I said, no, I couldn't, fuck, I was trapped in the fucking house. I couldn't fucking yeah. leave. And, uh, so what, you were a storeman. What does that job entail for them? The, the government stores. Uh, so I uh, basically, I was doing fucking nothing. There's nothing to do really. Oh, I right. seemed to be moving cardboard boxes everywhere. But what I did, I actually built like a little fucking shack because yeah, I, I wanted to 
you know, just not work really. So I built like a hideaway for myself out yeah. of cardboard boxes. Like I built so you like made, a, you built a homeless shelter for yourself. Yeah, I did. Work. Yeah, in, in the in the actual warehouse, yeah. I actually built it out of cardboard boxes, and I I'd, I'd three cardboard boxes laid down like a bed. Yeah, I used to fucking like have that much of a gap, and then I'd sneak like shimmy through, and then I'd close the gap, and it'd be there all fucking days. <laughs> and it just looked like a pile of boxes. Yeah, it looked it like a pile of boxes. It's quite yeah. similar to when you didn't go to work. You just basically locked yeah, yourself yeah. in a self-contained yeah. arena, yeah. just hung out. I just like little fucking bunker. It was fucking great. And then uh, I think someone must have fucking dobbed me in, and then the oh. next fucking boss came through. Oh, they found you and you just yeah, knocked, yeah, knocked yeah. on your box. Yeah, yeah, must yeah, have been like, are you in there, Trev? Have, yeah. we, hired, have <laughs> we hired an eight-year-old who's scared of magpies yeah. and has built a den at work? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, funny. So, uh, have you got any other animal fears? So I've any, the only thing I think I'm, I got once got chased. Me and my brother were walking our dog when we were about, I was about 11 probably, so 10. And uh, we got chased by a flying stag beetle. And it was one of the scariest things I've ever. You're quite scared of insects. I've noticed that. Oh right. Yeah, I think maybe you that's do. that. You must shit come yourself. From an insect comes anywhere near you. What insect like? No, but any not. bee wasp thing. You just panic. I think it's only bees and wasps. I don't because I'm not scared of spiders or anything like that. I no, think, like I think a, it's yeah, flying insects. Maybe that's where this mind comes from. Yeah, we were just right. like, walking our dog, and our dog was a Doberman. Mm. And went the moment like this flying stag beetle just came near us. Yeah. It was just hovering above us. It was so big. Me and my brother started getting really scared. We thought the dog would sort it out. The dog took one look at him and went, I'm out of here, mate. So the three of us started running away from a flying stabbing. A Doberman scared of a beetle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah, so yeah. big and like, yeah. it was like being followed by a drone. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> They're ugly as well. That doesn't They're horrible. They've got pincers and everything. It's like an alien. But other animals, I did get a kangaroo. I, had a, I ran a run in with some kangaroos once. <laughs> a run in. Run in. Yeah. I got lost in uh, a national the whoop, park. Whoop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It wasn't in the middle of Warpool, Bash. I went to a fucking national national park. It's a yeah, good it's start to a story. I had a run in the kangaroos uh, out in the whoop whoop. It's called an Imagine National Park. It's about a hundred k from Canberra, yeah. and it's famous because they've got like Aboriginal cave paintings that are ten thousand years old. So you go there, and they deliberately make it hard to find because if you if you it was easy to get to the, all the inbred that show up and fucking yeah you know, get pissed and deface everything. So right. it's like a ten kilometer bushwalk. So we we did the 10, 10 kilometer trek and we found the cave paintings and you know and the, it was all right. I mean, fucking the thing is, they're ten thousand years old. I'm not saying they like fucking Van Gogh or Picasso. They like fucking kids' drawings, really. But they're ten thousand years old, so quite fascinating. And then we decided to go back another. And my mate said, "Well, we'll go a shortcut. Fuck going back ten k's." And uh, he said, "We can cross the river. There's like a river there." I said, oh, "I don't. I'm fucking hydrophobia, scared of water." So. Uh, I don't don't fancy. He said, "I'll piggyback you across. It'll be all right." Yeah. And uh, I thought, "Oh fuck," you know. Anyway, he said, "He's like six foot two. He's taking me across the river, and uh, suddenly he goes cunt up. You know what I mean? We both, yeah, you know, like just fell backwards uh, into like, you know, I, I was like underwater for about fucking ten minutes. So I, I jumped up and underwater I, for ten minutes. So I'm I not really. It's an exaggeration. <laughs> probably a split second, but I, I jumped up and I said, "Well, I'm not fucking going." Fuck the shortcut, I'll go back the old way. Yeah. So uh, I went, I tried to get back on the track and I got fucking lost. And uh, I just completely lost. And you could hear that wild dogs in the fucking region. Yeah. So, and it was getting dark and it was quite mountainous and the, the mountains looked r- very foreboding, it, like fucking quite spooky. Yeah. And it was, you could hear the odd fucking dog howling. Oh, yeah. fuck me, dead. So it was getting dark and I turned a, like a, a corner in the bush and there was a whole, there was 30 kangaroos there, like a herd of kangaroos. Yeah. And, uh, and they, as soon as they heard me, they all turned together 
and just fucking looked at me like that. Give me the fucking, give me the evil eye. Yeah. Who's this guy? And there was two big grey kangaroos, the leaders, I suppose, the bull kangaroos, whatever you call them. And they hopped towards me. They were fucking massive. Yeah. And I thought, fucking, I got so pissed off. I said, oh, just fuck off. <laughs> and uh, they, they, they seemed like, it had an effect. They oh, just really? Fucked, yeah, they didn't come come near me. Yeah, they like, understood fuck off. Yeah, just tell them to fuck off, mate. And, uh, <laughs> Imagine watching someone just from a... Is that a bloke telling me going with some fuck off? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, he is. We're, we're going to go near him. And then I... And then I, I managed... I don't know how I did it, but I actually managed back on the right track. Must have been fucking um, God guiding me or some shit. And, he, uh, and then my mate... Uh, I made it back to the car, yeah, remarkably. Right. And they said, oh, the reindeers are a bit, a bit out looking for you and all that sort of shit. And, and that was my first run with a kangaroo because I thought kangaroos are a bit like Skippy, like harmless little creatures, yeah, yeah, but they're yeah. not. Yeah. And I found out later, I'll fucking go, you'll fucking tear the fuck out of you and well, kick yeah. the shit out of you. Yeah, Do you get killed by kangaroos? It's got to be quite rare. Yeah, you can't. Well, it depends, doesn't it? They get you down. They just add my kangaroos. Like, you know, the bloke finding the kangaroo. Yeah. You know, they they could kill you, it depends. You know, they don't let up. They just kick the fuck out of you. They don't, they've got no <laughs> compassion. <laughs> well, luckily on our walk, it was very few scary. No. Yeah. Can we talk about the fact that um, both you both fell slipped over? We both fell point. over. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we were at, yeah, the old mountain goat fucking thing happening up there. At one point, we were just jumping. We did on. have a few. We, we talked were, about mountain goats at the yeah, top. that's right. We were leaping from rock to rock, weren't we? And yeah. totally stable. And yeah. Then, well, hundred yards down. ago, well, you fell over. Chris went down first. I fell yeah, early. Right. Yours was very. You did it with such a slow fall. Very slow fall, like an old man. Yeah. Which was it's good when someone falls and you immediately know they're not injured because then you can you laugh very yeah, quickly. Totally. And then right near the bottom, Trev stacked it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Similar, you, similar fall. Just sort of slid on your bum. Feet. Falling on your bum falling as an adult bum. is just embarrassing. Did I hit pretty hard? I can't. No, it was sort of a, a gradual thing. Gradual slide. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. And then Carl got cocky. I got so excited and ran off. And then uh, you nearly fell and over. I almost fell over at <laughs> pace. If I would have fallen over, I would have probably done myself in. So <laughs> that would have been a real sort of falling irony. over in public is absolutely. Well, you lose your composure, don't you? That's what it is. I once saw my mum slip over on um, Aberdeen, like High Street. I don't know what the main High Street in Aberdeen is, but mm-hmm. my mum just like have you ever seen? You know, when somebody slips on it, it's almost like a banana skin slip. Yeah, yeah, yeah But yeah. it was just a slidey day, and she was in high heels, and she yeah, slipped, yeah, yeah. and her feet went up in the air, and it's almost like her whole body just like got to the height <laughs> yeah, of her yeah. head, <laughs> and then she just went boom down on her yeah, back. Yeah. And I laughed so much. Oh, really? I couldn't help it. It was just like, she got up and she was sort of, it was more a, you know, ego was bruised. But I just cried for about two hours. It was so <laughs> a funny. A slip and a fart together. That's probably the most humiliating. A slip and a fart. <laughs> yeah, you slip and fart. <laughs> That's total humiliation. Did you want to fall? Especially, especially when people turn around. But yeah, they've slip, heard the fart. They all look and then you yeah, fart back. Yeah, so like, right. oh God, it's the end of the world. As I kill myself. I remember my dad once in a water park, um, his uh, trunk split on the way down. Oh, it's absolutely yeah. the best day of my life. I just came right, to the yeah. bottom in the pool, just a complete split down the middle. Oh, no. Dad's yeah. nutsack out in a bloody water park. It's oh, just a horrible yeah. image. But when you're a kid, it's great. Yeah. John, you know John Pilger? He was a famous Australian documentarist. Yeah, yeah. He's quite a big name, fucking global, actually. Yeah. He was in my gym. I bumped him in the fucking... Really? My gym in Clapham, yeah. I said to him, he's a... So are you John Pilger? He said, yeah. And he was, he's quite chatty, but I was forcing the conversation, you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? And we chatted. I said, well, I'm from Sydney in the area and all that sort of shit and uh, talked a bit about training with him. But I tell it was a bit forced. I was asking. I was doing yeah. all the talking. Because, you know, the next time I saw him, he, like, just fucking blanked me. So, okay, fuck. But he actually got asked to leave the gym because he's an old bloke. He's, like, 76, and he had shorts on. And every time he did the bench press, his bollocks dropped out. (laughs) Now, this is a... uh, 
<laughs> uh, people complained about it. They asked, can you go, go and put some different he shorts on? You must be aware of it. Well, why is it why I, 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 that I sounds like he's doing it on purpose. Yeah, I never get people yeah. to. I'm very aware of like fly undone. I'm like, where, yeah. where, I know he's an old bloke, but do you get to an age where you just, just casually... Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, highly, highly intelligent, <laughs> highly respected. You, when, maybe that's why he was sheepish when you were chatting to him, because he was aware we were his bollocks out of the time when you were asking. Yeah, No, no, this was after he, he talked to me the first time, and then he, uh, I thought, this is like a, a world luminary who Hugo Chavez quotes, and yeah. all, all the yeah. world leaders quote John Pilger, yeah. and he was in my gym doing a bench press, with bollocks, bollocks hanging out. <laughs> That's and, uh, a great way of levelling out anyone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. this intelligence behind him, but it's yeah, just a bloke with a his very, very unsavoury fucking situation. So he actually he had to stop going. No, no, he just went back and got some he new shorts. Yeah. Short. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, the walk was good though. I felt like that was kind of a nice group activity. It's a good way to well, picked up a coffee afterwards. You went to park the car, for it, and you were saying that it energised you. It was, yeah. It was not. Right. I felt the same. It's the first bit of like, exercise I've done in a couple of weeks. It was really, yeah. It felt leather. Yeah. It it's not. It's not. Good. It wasn't hard enough to be a workout. It was like. No. It was like to me. It was like a warm up for a workout. Yeah. yeah. And I felt like training straight away. Right. If it's a hard workout, you don't feel like doing anything after no, you're no, fucked, no, you know. No. But this was like. It's good, like head clearer. Yeah, yeah, head. yeah. I did. I, did, I, I love the fresh air because yeah, in London there's no fresh air. Yeah. There's like one part of London where there's a fucking. Uh, a, where you gather for fresh air because generally it's polluted yeah. as fuck. Yeah. We come here on top of a mountain and the beautiful fresh air and the blue skies, it's like fucking... Yeah, it was lovely. Last night I dreamt it was a butterfly. Was I a man dreaming it was a butterfly or a butterfly dreaming it was a man? Work that one out. Then get back to me. Your individual task this week was to do some lucid dreaming. Yeah. Carl well, sent I sent you, you the, yeah, I sent you sort of the tips on lucid dreaming. Did you yeah. actually give any of them a go? Because the reason, the they're reason. quite they're sort of they're, they're sort of they're simple and sort of understandable. But when I first read into yeah, it, yeah. Give a, give they, a couple they are of examples. Quite, so basically the little tricks are start keeping a, G, a dream journal. That's one yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. And you're meant to if you wake up from a dream, you're meant to sit up and write it down rather yeah, than well, well, so you remember it freshest when you yeah. just come out. So of I couldn't it. be fucked doing that. Yeah, cool. I, went, I, went, I, went, I, went, I didn't think you would. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> where's a pen fucking where's the paper yeah, oh, weird, yeah obviously I mean? you haven't got a, I've got a, if you've got a smartphone there's an app you can have called dream journal where you just wake up and you just open it oh, yeah, type yeah. it in your phone yeah, yeah, and yeah. you can go back to sleep and you know you yeah, look yeah, in the morning yeah. it's really funny when you actually mm. uh, look a few days later when you've forgotten you've written one yeah, and the stupid right. stuff that you've written down well the reason I didn't do it because um there's something called as, if you do this mental health thing you're doing aren't you the, are you doing a mental health what is it charity show or something uh, or I did one the other night yeah, oh yeah okay a, yeah. A gala for mental now health. if anyone's suffering from anxiety they'll, yeah. they'll tell you that anxiety comes with some really extreme fucking side effect one of them is something called depersonalization yeah which is like a withdrawal uh, when what happens is when you're under constant stress your brain goes we need to withdraw you from the source of the stress which is like reality right? Yeah. Right. So, so then you withdraw and you have this sense of being, you can feel withdrawn where you're, you're pretty much on your own and you're looking at things yeah, like yeah. watching television. Yeah. Right. And uh, so out of body type thing. Yeah, almost. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It is, yeah. And it's called a sense of unreality because it all yeah. feels fucking unreal. It's like you're half awake and you, you sh- a lot of times you shake your head and you think you're fucking dreaming. Yeah. So the reason I didn't do lucid dreaming is because it feels a bit like depersonalization. So instead, but you've been noting down your dreams, haven't you? You've been sort of yeah, keeping yeah. a journal. I have, such, yeah. yeah. But I, I'm very good at, I'm usually very good at remembering. So the next yeah. Day. I mean, they do tend to have pretty good cameos yeah, and celebrities. Got, yeah, <laughs> that's right. quite easy to remember. Yeah, yeah, that's right. They, they, not all the time celebrities, but I mean, uh, the last uh, two dreams I had was like a dream and a sequel. Yeah, they were actually celebrity dreams. 
So you so, had a dream and a sequel in one night. Yeah, I did. Yeah, That's impressive. I don't think I've ever had that. I, I can't. I've got terrible. Is there something I re- rarely remember a dream? What does that mean about me? I, I don't. I think. Well, most people don't try and remember their dreams. Right. You're, you're, a, so you're a, a sociopath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm an idiot, mate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're a diff and you want to murder. That's it. So, what were your what were your ones involving in? Well, my first dream was, uh, I was, I was as I said, you don't see them in my dreams. On a, ca- a camera, a uh, camera in them. So, it was in a somehow I was involved in a reality TV show. Yeah. Where we, we were strapping people to c- inside cars and then pushing a the car into a lake. Sounds like a terrible we, reality TV yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like something that has been spoken about round a yeah. round a table. And then we had a camera in the car, so you could yeah see the people's fucking death struggle. Wow, or whatever. And um, I, there was no actually drowning in the dream. Maybe yeah, right. my my subconscious went, no, you can't go there. Yeah, it's yeah, fucked. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're, uh, maybe I was my subconscious became moral all yeah. of a sudden. It like didn't show that bit. <laughs> it's edited out. Yeah, edited, edited, edited. It's, it's like um, the version they play over but, like the Middle East. You can't have a, those scenes in it. So censorship. <laughs> yeah, censorship over the <laughs> Censorship in my yeah, fucking yeah. dreams. Can you believe it? The, um, so anyway, the... Uh, Who was that with? Uh, well, the, the uh, Ricky Gervais was in it. Okay. Yeah, Ricky Gervais. We strapped Ricky... Uh, to a fuck inside. Oh, so he was Are you on strapped the show? Ricky? He, he was on the show. He, host, yeah. he, he wasn't even host. He was actually just a drowned no, no. entrant. That's right. He was an entrant in it for some unknown reason. Wanted to be on my <laughs> fucking reality have, TV show. Career must have waned and, in your yeah, subconscious. That's right. Yeah, that's right. And uh, <laughs> we strap him in, and uh, I don't know. He was holding something. We strapped in, and then he, I, I thought it was a baby, but I thought, oh, this is fucking really fucked. This dream. Yeah, it's like getting really sick, isn't it? But then I thought maybe it could have been a doll or a pet. <laughs> Which isn't much better. But no, no. Uh, be but, weird uh, if he was holding a yeah, a doll, doll would be better. Obviously, yeah. Creepy. yeah, the doll. We'll yeah, say it. We'll say list, a fucking yes. doll. I couldn't yeah, quite make it. It could have been a baby, a, a pet, or a doll. We'll say doll okay. for the reasons of fucking decency. We'll call it a doll. <laughs> And uh, we strapped him in, we pushed the car into the lake, and then the camera's uh, showing Ricky, but he's making no, no moves to escape. Just, he just oh, fucking really? lies about the waters. Yeah, the water's moving. He, and he, it's like he wanted to die. Yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, we wanted him to die, actually, to be honest with you. So, uh, <laughs> and it's like a very altruistic of him to yeah, yeah. Uh, commit suicide on, on television. But, the, uh, but when it got to the point where the water was just about to basically drown him, the dream stopped. Oh, All right. Right. right, so it's a cliffhanger. Like, yeah, it was like a, an intermission. What happened then, Dream 2 kicked in. Yeah. And I was a member of a gang. Right? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, it was in a fucking, like a street gang. Street well, gang. How old, what, was the, what was the rest of the crew, what they looked like? What they, uh, well, what the they rest like? of the crew were young blokes, uh, but Ricky was a gang leader. Ricky <laughs> but Ricky's it's good to know he survived, but he must have escaped yeah. out of the car yeah, yeah, with yeah. a doll. Was yeah, he holding yeah. a doll as a gang leader? <laughs> he must have, he didn't, did have wet hair, so he must have gone from one yeah, dream straight yeah, to yeah, the other. Yeah, yeah, He dried uh, off. And but he had no legs. He, <laughs> He walked around normal. Maybe they had, maybe he cut his own legs maybe off to escape the fucking crowd. So what do you mean when he walked around normal though? He was just no... walking normally, like he had legs, but he didn't have any legs. But there was a gap, an yeah, air, yeah, air gap, yeah, yeah, yeah. invisible legs. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So uh, was his top? Was his torso moving like he was a walk? He was walking. Yes, that's right. So yeah, he wasn't yeah. just floating yeah, along. Yeah, yeah. No, no. What? He was moving like <laughs> right. that, but he had no, right. he had no legs. <laughs> He's so, been with the confidence uh, of someone with legs, <laughs> yeah. but he had no legs. Okay. That's right. So he had no, no fucking legs. But anyway, he he was the ringleader. So we gathered around the kitchen table and. Ricky had a great idea that we're going to set fire to cars. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, and ask for a ransom. Uh, ask for a ransom? Uh, yeah, right. Now, we phoned up the police. 
Presumably um, he was a bit abs- he was angry at cars in general after the first yeah. dream. Oh, actually, yeah, obviously there is a theme here. <laughs> He's like, if I set fire to one, there's no way you can well, wet the, one. The idea was to go on a, a spree of setting yeah. fire to cars. And then who was going to pay the ransom? Uh, the police. Oh, I see. Like, to stop I mean? the crime wave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and we said we're going to keep on doing it unless we get a ransom. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, we uh, arranged a meeting yeah, where they dropped the ransom off and we picked it up. So we picked up the ransom. Oh, right. Well, yeah, do you remember right. how much it was? was it like? No, well, we took it back to the flat and it was just a bunch of flowers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Chris yeah. has fallen off his chair. Yeah, yeah Ricky, Ricky had asked oh, for a fucking bunch amazing. of flowers. No, he'd he'd like he'd, a... he'd, so he'd accidentally asked for flowers. No, no, he'd asked for flowers. Oh, he didn't tell you what he'd asked for. No, so no, that... I didn't was know he like what a, it was. sure he wasn't a magician? <laughs> no, no. He's got no legs, but he's somehow got <laughs> legs, and he's just got a bunch of flowers. So, he'd actually asked for Anyway, we got the flowers, and we reckon that fucking mission was a success. We got the fucking ransom, and... I've made no judgment on the ransom. I go, oh, well, a fucking bunch of flowers. <laughs> uh, but then noti- uh, Ricky noticed a fucking wire coming from the oh, flower. They tapped it, mate. Yeah, 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 yeah. A tracking device. Oh, fucking so, no. Yeah, so then... Anyway, about a minute later, the fucking police are kicking in the front front door. Yeah. They hold, they get Ricky down. They fucking hold him down. And everyone scatters. And then I, I get pulled. They, oh. The copper grabs me. He pushes me against the wall. And he says, what the fuck are you doing? And then, then the dream finished. <laughs> Oh, it's another cliff you know, well, I, just, no, I, I, I had no answer I can't, so wait, to I can't wait to hear what the next dream is <laughs> yeah, of Ricky yeah. Gervais so, uh, something involving a car I assume again yeah yeah. so that's my two rather fucking bizarre dreams I mean, that, was the, that was the most detailed dream yeah that's great you did tell us a story last night that made us laugh so much about pants actually oh the underpants I think right? pants are something everyone would say always buy a new pant you know what I mean always buy a new always pant. buy a lovely and I'd almost argue you want them in an enclosed packet to yeah, make sure they've not packet. touched anyone's yeah, yeah. bits security seal's still on preferably yeah, yeah. maybe a padlock but you told us a story about how you you sort of once got given secondhand pants yeah. and it, it turned out to be quite a horrible backstory. Yeah, no, well, the story, it's a fucking sad story, actually. I was going to China. Um, I went to China fairly regularly and I had a, I, my wife was Chinese, so I had my in-laws are all Chinese. So my, my brother-in-law, um, quite a nice bloke. I, could only, I couldn't really speak to him because he yeah. fucking didn't speak English. I didn't speak Chinese. But I used to go through my wife and... Uh, and she'd sort of, you know, communicate for us. So uh, when she was around, it was like fucking great. And, uh, you know, they thought it was like, you know, fucking the life of the party. And when, when she fucked off, there was absolute silence. And I'd go, well, <laughs> Two men staring at each other. Yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> so, yeah, can do. Very, very uncomfortable feeling. You go, well, what can we talk about now? Fucking nothing. Till she comes back, then fucking it's on again. But the, uh, no, I was in a hotel room in Hong Kong. And she'd come, she'd been to Shanghai. And she came back with a big bag of, she said, I've oh, got some uh, underpants for you. Now, what happened, this poor bloke had died, by the way. He was like, he was deceased. So she had a big pile of fucking underpants. I, I said, where'd you get them? I'm very paranoid. I said, where'd you get them? She said, I bought them in the shop. In China, you don't necessarily get them in packages. You can yeah. just, like, just yeah, get them. Big old how many, big pa- bag how, many pants, how many pants are we talking? Oh, probably in total, probably about 20 per. <laughs> 20 pairs of so underpants. So many pants to get given. So a bag yeah. of pants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pants. 20, 20 pairs of fucking underpants. And I said, where'd you get them? She said, oh, I bought them in you know, some shop in Nanking Road. All oh, right, fuck. So I did start, I started to wear them. And then I, I noticed after a while the pants were getting smaller and smaller. And size-wise. And smaller. So yeah, size-wise. Various yeah. sizes. And see, this poor bloke died of fucking cancer. So I thought, oh, I fucking put two and two together. Uh. And given me... <laughs> She'd given me the dead man's fucking underpants. Just wearing... Hence, hence the gradual, de- <laughs> oh, God. The gradual decline hey, in what size. Did, what, what did she say to him when he realised? I said, I said, where'd you get that? And she said, well, you know, the, whatever his name was in China. I can't there fucking like, he's dead. He's fucking dead. I, and, you know, I feel really bad. And she said, yeah, but 
you know, he's a really nice. It was a really nice man who really liked you, and now you don't. So he you wants to give you his pants. Yeah, 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 that's right. His pants. Yeah, and you I know. Talk, Carl, when and, I die, uh, I'd like you to wear my pants. I, yeah, okay. and I, uh, I felt fucking. I said, look, I can't wear a dead man's pants. I thought, really, I thought it might affect my sperm count wearing a dead man's <laughs> pants. Tarnish with death. Yeah, that's right. Tarnish with death. My nutsack was <laughs> surrounded by death. <laughs> no, haunted. It might be haunted. Yeah, yeah. Haunted, haunted pants. Yeah, man. haunted, you get haunted bollocks. Afterwards. Yeah, yeah. I know. That's right. Derek Akora yeah. comes snooping around yeah. your crotch yeah. region. What was that? Okay. Most haunted. Yeah, Let us know you're here. For yeah, some reason, I've the ghost spelling yeah. out in Chinese. Yeah, that's right. Chinese, get your dick out of my pants. Yeah, that's right. I've got Got a ghost, ghost direction. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but, but anyway, I said, listen, I can't wear fucking dead man's underpants. I felt bad about it because she said, well, what's wrong? They're clean and they're perfectly good underpants. And he was a nice wife. And she couldn't understand because the Chinese go on practicality. They don't understand. Yeah, yeah. Like, to them, they just wear them. They wouldn't give a fuck, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I was like, yeah, I can't. She, and she gave me a fucking hard time. And, uh, and then she, anyway... Eventually she accepted I wasn't going to wear them, but I used to keep the underpants in a bag in the wardrobe. And every time I opened the wardrobe, I'd look at them and feel fucking terrible. You know what yeah. I mean? I thought, I said, I've got to get rid of these fucking underpants. You know what I mean? And, and then I felt guilty about get ridding them, yeah, getting rid yeah, of them, yeah, because yeah. I thought, well, maybe it's disrespectful to his memory or some shit. Should have given them burial, burial yeah. in the garden. <laughs> Cremated them or something. Next to a guinea pig. But I thought this is like, I felt guilty because I thought, no, this is like disrespecting this poor bloke. He's yeah. dead. He was a perfectly reasonable human being, but I, I can't go anywhere near his fucking underpants. And uh, and I felt guilty, and uh, but they were at the like bottom of the drawer for fucking months. I thought I've got to get rid of them. They're like, you know, somehow infecting the whole fucking flat. Yeah. You know? And um, anyway, she eventually left me. She fucked off another bloke, and that was my ideal opportunity. Read <laughs> yourself. I mean, you lost a wife, but you also got to get rid of some pants. Yeah, but I wore a rubber glove. This is how fucking bad it is, isn't it? I wore put a rubber glove on it, and I picked up the bag of underpants, carried them out like they were like the plague-ridden yeah, fucking underpants. Yeah. And I put them out. I went out to the uh, rubbish bin, recycling, and right. I just dropped them. And I felt a great weight off my shoulders. Yeah, I bet. Well, <laughs> maybe that's the wrong body part. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can I just... So obviously the story is quite odd anyway, but what I want to know is, like, did did she give you anything else from her brother? Or was it just pants? Like, I mean... No, just the underpants. Just so, like, does that mean, like, another family member got his shirt? Yeah, yeah, probably, Someone yeah. got his socks? Yeah, there was no money involved. I didn't get a fucking cent. So I think other family members probably got his shirt and... Yeah. They didn't didn't have charity shops in China, so you wouldn't give you clothes to charity. You either yeah, yeah. threw them out or you wore them, you know. Sort of, and uh, times were pretty hard then. They were struggling financially, yeah. so fucking why throw why, why throw them out? But I guess that's how you work out where you are as closeness to someone is what item of clothing you get. That's yeah. right. Like I'd say, probably pants. You're you're the last one on the list yeah, to get the definitely. clothing. Like, it depends. Yeah, it depends how close you are. Like, could I wear your underpants if you died? I'm, I'm not so sure. I probably um, couldn't actually. No. No, I don't know. Or could you wear your dad's underpants if he died? I mean, it'd be they very be, big on yeah, me. Very, yeah, very, very big on you. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You and me could both get in them, Trev. Yeah. <laughs> it would be a really weird fucking yeah. I don't think I would give. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't, that's yeah. a good way of ranking your friends. Like, what, what would you give Julia out of your clothing? Like, if you died, what item of clothing would you give her? To wear, or yeah, just yeah, like you a, just keep, keep a memento or something. Yeah, like what that. would you say? Well, I guess you got to put your. I think the nicest shirt. Item. I've got very good shoulders. They're very wide, muscle <laughs> shoulders. And I thought, if we give her a shirt, that would be a remembrance to, to how good a fucking shirt, how broad my shoulders so. were. Yeah, yeah. And then it would be what would me and Carl get? Oh, let me think. Uh, socks. Socks. Okay. Socks. Eight. One each. One each. No, no, no. What? You, I'd give you. Uh, I'd have 
I'd give you pairs of socks, but to be different socks. Right. You get me? Yeah, yeah I get that. That's nice. Yeah, so you'd have a red sock and a blue sock and a okay. brown sock and a white sock. And <laughs> nice. That's that, uh, yes. That'd be nice. Can we get that written up in a will? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> when you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Australian poetry, well... I think my poetry is very good, but I'm no Banjo Patterson. So, Trev, um, now we've got your poem. Yeah, yeah. So, so is it about... It's about... What happened was I uh, I thought, when I was listening to my poems uh, that we recorded, I thought it, it just sounded like I was reading them. I wasn't performing them. Right. So I thought, because there were a lot of, a lot, a lot to remember, really. I couldn't be fucked remembering all that. But I wrote a simple poem about Sydney and all the rest of it. So I thought I'd try and remember it. I may fuck it up now, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I was doing it, doing it on the train. Yeah. And I thought I'd fucking remember it all the way through. So I thought, well, I'd fucking try and, don't worry about the mechanics of the language. And it, what are you going to fucking, you know, trip over a word or something? You just fucking try and recite it properly. Right? Yeah. So, so I wrote a poem. It's about, I could fuck this up, but it doesn't matter. We can hit, edit. And, um, <laughs> Just give it all back to do. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Go for it. Yeah, it's about Sydney, the reason I'm leaving, and how it's quite hard to leave Sydney. Yeah. Uh, right. But why I'm leaving. So it, go, it goes like... Uh, um, fuck. How's it going? Oh, yes. The harbour, the jewel and the crown, the opera house on sacred ground. Oh, fuck. Start again. The, uh, we've got... Sorry, that's that. right, man. Uh, I've got it. Okay, okay. The uh, the harbour, a jewel in the crown, the opera house on sacred ground, the bridge, a steel rainbow, it will be hard to let it go. From Coogee to Bondi, the waves crash and foam, this is Australia, and I still call it home. Like the words of the song, we all love it so, it will be hard to let it go. It was built by convicts, no labour of love, the crack of the whip, the sweat and the blood. But what they built continues to grow. It will be hard to let it go. The smell of the wattle, a peppery refrain, permeates the air after the rain. 
indigenous nature on full show. It will be hard to let it go. But leave it I must, the choice is mine. Something is lost that I need to find. A sense of purpose, a return to a life, a return to the arms of my beautiful wife. Oh, mate, that is a bit of history, bit of love. It's got a lot (laughs) indigenous, everything covered in that. That's lovely, Trev. And it rhymes. And it 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 (laughs) rhymes. That's the most important thing about it. So that's all, you, you got a poem from before. You didn't do a poem or write anything this week? Uh, no, I wrote a, a eulogy for Carl's funeral. My funeral? Okay, all right, of course. Yeah. <laughs> was that a nice thing for me to hear? You wrote a eulogy um, for Carl's funeral. Have you written it? Have you got it with yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, Joel, Joel's read, haven't you? Oh, have you got it? All right, okay. <laughs> this is a surprise to me. Yeah, I, I won't do it. Yeah, I don't know if we'll do it now, but the... Uh... Are we going to do it, Joel? Yeah, we'll do it oh, now. Apparently I'm about to You're hear my do eulogy. It. Does it mention how I've died in this... Uh, yes, it does. Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> so this is about so you've, me having a little you, glimpse at the future. You've looked into how Carl's going to die and you've written a, a nice thing. It's a uh, skydiving drug-related death. <laughs> oh, amazing. Oh, oh I nice. am excited about this. Okay. This is all tongue-in-cheek, Carl. Don't take oh, thanks, mate. <laughs> Cheers. Good to know. You're not actually going to die really no, no, soon. No, no, perish. No. Maybe. We're here today to pay respects to the late Carl Donnelly. It is sad that his family could not be here. <laughs> In their words, there were more pressing concerns. (laughs) Carl had the talent to be a major star, but he never quite made it up to to that expectation. Indeed, if not for babysitting Trevor, he may well have died a total unknown. (laughs) If he was alive now, he would no doubt give thanks to me for having personally revived his career. Life is cruel, Carl being reduced to doing his latest Edinburgh Edinburgh show on a bus, which really pissed the passengers off. Nevertheless, due to babysitting Trevor, Carl's career was again in the ascendancy, and he was looking forward to next year's festival, where his dream of doing a show in a natural room would be realised, albeit a very small room. It was a shock to learn his death was drug-related. Taking acid while skydiving was a very bad idea. (laughs) Hitting the ground at terminal velocity brought that particular trip to an abrupt end. So we're here now to remember Carl's good points. Charm, good looks, sophistication are qualities he did not have. (laughs) But he made up for it with his childlike understanding of reality, a result of autism and recreational drugs. (laughs) (laughs) An endearing trait that made him much loved in the comedy world. His generosity when performing where he would often die on purpose to make everyone else on the bill look good. That kind of sacrifice has not been seen since Dunkirk and was one of the main reasons... Other comics love to work with him, and one of the reasons why so many are here now to pay their respects. Carl believed in Buddhism and reincarnation. What you will come back as is anyone's guess. Let's hope it has absolutely nothing to do with the comedy scene. (laughs) Carl asked me to write his obituary if something happened to him, but that would have meant acquiring many personal details and doing some research, which, to be honest, I couldn't be fucked doing. Um, Life is too short. As Carl found out. <laughs> I think this is more of a roast, which is very appropriate, seeing that he's going to be cremated. That it's is really, a great uh, unexpected thingy. Um, are we unlucky and dying, Carl? Uh, that's unlucky, fine. Mate. Are you, you going to write one about Chris? To yes, I have. Oh, okay, this is good. It's good. Okay. I look forward to hearing how I'm going to die. I just got one of There's a connection between the deaths, that's all. Oh, oh really? Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. That's <laughs> exciting, isn't it? What was, up? was I strapped to you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I hope um, Ricky Gervais makes an appearance in your world. Yeah, I hope so. There's a lovely bunch of flowers presented by him. 
Um, so Trev, you enjoyed this week's. Uh, you enjoyed the walk. Yeah, very. Um, enjoyed the walk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. didn't do lucid dreaming because you, you got you got now, medical exemption on that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You did tell us a great keep dream. Us, yeah, keep us updated on the dreams. Yes, okay. Like, I want to know what how Ricky Gervais, you know, well gets involved again. Yes, okay. So he becomes up. Sometimes they don't come up again. Like, yeah. I think we had one fight with Spike Milligan. So we'll let you know. Uh, we'll let you know after this what activities we got for yeah. the next and, episode. Okay. Home was good. And the obituary or the, the eulogy the eulogy was, was unexpected, my, a pleasant surprise. What a lovely surprise to get on, a, on an afternoon. Uh, but next week, hopefully, we get to hear Chris's yes, demise. I'll, I'll, yes, yes. Yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> Cheers, Trev. Does it cheer you up writing eulogies? It does, actually. So yeah. proud yeah. found another <laughs> new angle there to keep it you does. entertained. Not a lot of cognitive therapists recommend Maybe writing eulogies about your friends. Cheers, Trev. Bye-bye. Cheers, mate. Yes, that yes. was quality. Episode two. That was great. Done. That was good. Those Arthur dreams. Seat done. Dreams done. Um, well, dream, not all dreams done. Obviously, lucid dreaming. Yeah. You got a bit scared off by the concept of it. I get it. it. We don't want to make his anxiety worse. No. We're here to help it's the anxiety. It's a weird anxiety. one because I actually, yeah, I do genuinely think lucid dreaming is, a lot, it's, a lot of people use it for sort of meditative purposes, but I think the concept of it on paper does sound a bit scary. So I understand why he was a bit uncertain. Yeah. But, but to be fair, he's got, he's got, he took a, he remembered his dreams very oh, well. It's just, and it's nice to see Gervais get yeah, it's good to have a, some more airtime. Yeah, non-sports person cameo is good as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> time, time to bring in some more people from comedy and entertainment. Yeah, so that was good. But um, I would say um, my highlight of that episode was uh, his uh, dead oh, brother-in-law's bag of pants. Bag of mate. pants. That is um, a bag of pants. Next level, isn't it? That is uh, it's creepy. <laughs> it's haunted underwear. Yeah. I'm actually, on for once, fully behind Trev on that one. What, I'm not? I'm not wearing de- yeah. dead man's pants. I know, I totally agree. There's a reason, chari- there's a reason, there's a reason charity shops don't. Yeah. I guess that's a good point. <laughs> yeah. no, don't, I don't want to wear the live man's pants Yeah, either. exactly. I don't want to wear any second-hand pants. <laughs> Always just wear new pants, your own pants, yeah. break them in and then I forgot, them. the way Trev made it sound was like he wouldn't mind wearing pants yeah. as long as the guy was still alive. Yeah, which I don't. I mean, yeah, he's not really one for buying new clothes anyway. No, no. Uh, but yeah, I think... They probably had less holes in, him, in them than his shoes. <laughs> so what did you enjoy about that? I, I mean, I, I, did, I didn't know he had a bird phobia. Well, not a real bird phobia, a, bird, a phobia of the sound of birds' wings flapping. Yeah. That's a, that's a whole new one that I did not expect. No. So that was, it was, yeah, that magpie story is pretty funny, isn't it? Being kept hostage. Yeah. <laughs> being kept hostage in your own house by a magpie. It's a good excuse being late to work. <laughs> if any uh, commuters are listening to this and you're, and you're uh, running late, just say that you were trapped on the train by some angry pigeons. Yeah. So that, I think that is something that is quite... It's good. I think there's a you know, we could do something with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I guess that's a good idea for next week. Why don't we um, go to like a bird sanctuary? Well, we could go to Duddington uh, Lock. All right. Yeah, which, is a, which is, which is, I mean, it'd be weird because you obviously proposed to my wife. Proposed to your wife. <laughs> so you're quite weird to there was one, take Trevor there. There was one lovely bird there. <laughs> um, so yeah, well, all right. We'll take Trevor there. That'd yeah. be a good group. It's quite, a, it's quite a gentle bird sanctuary. It's not like he's not going into an aviary full of birds. It's like, you know, it's a nice open lock. And there's just loads of birds there, like right. swans and ducks and things. So we'll go, we'll take him there. And uh, let's make him watch a show. Yeah. He's in Edinburgh at a Fringe Festival. Yeah, weirdly, he doesn't strike me as an audience member. I can't imagine Trev sitting through something without his just opinions racing around. Yeah, all thinking of top 10 films. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so make him go watch a show. Let's go, watch it. Make him, let's go make him watch a show, not of something he'd expect or normally go to. Yeah. 
you know, find a bit of like experimental theatre or something. Great. All right, let's do that. And um, if you've loved the episode, uh, keep listening. Uh, get a friend to download it. Yeah. Put it put, oh, take their phone off them. Download it. So they yeah. set the revolution. And they do that thing that friends do is when you change the language. <laughs> so yeah. you ever done that? Turkish. Turkish. Yeah, had it on so a Nokia annoying. once. Change it to so Turkish. Annoying. Don't know how to turn it back off. Because yeah. it's but don't do that because then they won't be able to listen to Babysitting Travel. You have to go see a genius. <laughs> Um, (laughs) um, right so download it tell people to download it go on facebook.com forward slash babysitting trev instagram and twitter at babysitting trev and just rate Rate it it rate it on itunes i'll see you guys next week yeah see you next week guys thank you babysitting trevor is a dot 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 production hosted by carl donnelly chris martin and trevor crook and is produced by joel porter 